Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayley. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Zaglanis, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 4, Episode 1. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Cool. Thanks. So, uh, first of all, I want to say, you know, we've been playing this for a while now, and I want to thank the players, and I want to thank everybody who's watching, too, who has stuck through all of these. So, awesome. Thank you. Um, so, last episode, we finished up Chapter 3. We had quite a <laughs> shoot 'em up episode, I guess. You guys encountered what eventually turned out to be deep ones. Uh, you guys were, I think I made the joke, were like SEAL Team 6. You went in and tore them up. Nobody suffered any damage at all. Maybe some sanity bonus. But, um, and this all happened on the night that uh, you were just celebrating, getting ready to go on this next new trip back to Vermont, back to Cobb's Corner. Um, Abelard has set you up with quite a bit of supplies. Um, the general, uh, well, first of all, let, let's, uh, your next morning, okay? Uh, again, we, we can be fuzzy on the timing of this. Um, I'll say it's roughly like September 15th, 16th, give or take. Okay. Um, uh, so the, the plan is um, your group, which is the four of you, plus you now have Dr. Matheson. See if I can do this from memory. Mr. Sam? Yep, here it is. Uh, Sam Morrison, the security chief. Larry Neckler, the mechanic. And... Professor David Drake, the psychologist. So it's the four of them, plus the four of you are in this um, team or group that are headed back to Cobb's Corner. And at the same time, you guys have not met these guys yet, but uh, Abelard has told you that he's sending in a group, a small group of uh, basically what amount to mercenaries um, to be basically your backup plan if you need them and you guys are going to have a radio station set up at the house. So they're within basically uh, within, within about a five, five minute drive uh, to, to, to call them and to get them from there to your farmhouse. Um, you're staying at the same farmhouse you stayed at before. And the plan is you're leaving this morning via train. You're leaving out of Detroit. You're traveling to Pittsfield, Massachusetts. You'll be spending the night in a fairly nice hotel. Um, you have all the equipment, the two, you have a car and a truck are all on the train. The next day you're going to travel from Pittsfield back to Brattleboro, Vermont. Um, you'll be arriving there in the morning, you'll then offload the train, and then from there, you'll drive to Cobb's Corner. Um, does anybody need or want to talk about anything in that 
travel time. Like this would be, if any of you want to talk about plans or ideas, we can still do it once you arrive, but I'm just giving you the opportunity now if you, if you want it. I'm not sure we know. I mean, we know we're going to Cobb's Corner, but. Uh... I don't remember in all this time that we've made a plan, gentlemen. Well, let's, let's, you know, what, what, when we were there before, we did some geological surveying and we did some folklore stuff. Is there anybody that we want to go back and visit first? Well, I wouldn't mind interviewing the school teacher again. Yeah, but what are you going to ask her? I'm not sure yet, but clearly we know some people in this town are in league with them. And we did find some peculiar drawings in that schoolhouse. That's a start. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if we shouldn't just make camp and go out into the woods and start looking around. That's where we seem to encounter the worst of whatever we <laughs> Well, I surely wouldn't be averse to that either. Whether or not me go lurking out there, we know other things are. And uh, we know that a good proportion of them can be shot dead. So, there are other things out there, too, besides Miko. Well, we might, might, even, uh, might even encounter your mole tribe again. Did you bring uh, enough extra socks? Well, I didn't bring them, but I brought, yeah, I've got socks. Um, I was thinking, what about the area where we saw the portal? Maybe there's something residual there. Maybe there's something... Some evidence. We didn't really explore that again after that. I think it kind of shut down after we freed your friend, though, didn't, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, we can check so, anyway. And it's how right, I, though, there might be something special about the location. Perhaps it's, uh, perhaps it's uh, more permeable to such influences. So that's one thing to look at. Can we get topographical maps of the area? You know, the mountains and the, did they have such a thing at that time there? Maybe not. Maybe that's more of a modern. I mean, within reason, I would say you're still like in the boondocks of Vermont. Right. Um, you know, like generally those sort of maps are done. I mean, there's the USGS service, which I'm not going to bother to look up the timing of that, but. Um, I'll say there's, you could have the, that detail for like the immediate area. So like the town okay. and maybe going into the woods a little bit, but not like the entire. Well, the reason why I would want it was be more for the woods. So um, they probably don't have that kind of detail in both. Uh, and maybe we should revisit the house that we stayed in. Well, that, that's where you're staying. Oh, we're staying in the same place. Okay. Wonder. Yeah, the, the police are going to love that. I think then we've got enough weapons. We need to set this up so that... Uh, I was thinking of laying some uh, traps and snares around the area. Uh, weren't, we, uh, weren't we going to uh, put up some netting as well? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and um, what about that cabin? You mean the one where we fought where you got your peaches? That's right. Well, that's another uh, thing that we should go back out and visit. I check to be sure I have my peaches. But there's one other thing. Yeah, those peaches are gone. Are, are probably incredibly nasty at this point. 
Well, I, uh, I wasn't planning to eat them, Tug. They're, they're talismanic. Yeah, they're talismanic right up until you bump up against something and they break and get all over you the inside of your pocket. Or, <laughs> or, maybe they're, or maybe they're a weapon of last resort. There is another thing. There's the farmhouse mm. that uh, that what's-his-name visited. There's something going on there. Because we had some old... I should get all my old stuff out. Um, was it... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure which one you're referring to. We were we were uh, at the geological survey site, and one of our people, the guy who the kid who committed suicide, decided that he would walk back because our car was broken down. That's right. He, and uh, he went to that farmhouse uh, allegedly for help, and there was something in a diary. Uh, Making reference to that, I thought. Wait, here's all my notes right here. Um, you guys keep talking, and I'll, I'll look and see if I can find what I'm talking about. But, uh, a letter about uh, Jasper. Are you thinking anything thing specific that Jasper would like to look into? I am referring um, to Robert Blaine. When was that that happened, Tug, when you were saying he, he went away? Was that when we were in the cabin, in, a, in our own accommodation, in the house? I'm pretty sure that it was, we were all stuck in the rainstorm at the geological survey area. Right. And he disappeared and walked, was he walked all the way back to camp. And went by that. Uh, I don't have anything. No, it's been too long. Jeff knows what I'm talking about, but he's not going to help me. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what you're saying yet. You're it's probably you're... like, oh, well, I, I say I you want to... to find the same farmhouse, Tug, trying to go where he allegedly went for help, whether he ever made it there or not. I don't know. You know what? Here's the thing that this is outside the game, but. We've played so many of these. I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of something that happened to us, but what if it was another game? No, Ooh. I remember it. This, this is the real thing. Weren't there some creepy little kids or something? Um, this part I don't I don't recall the creepy uh, little kids. I'm pretty sure they were uh, those were little mole people. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, they're. Uh, uh, but I do remember him saying that he went for help to. Uh, this uh, other farmhouse, and uh, we were, I, I and Jerry at the time were really suspicious uh, that he was somehow subverted or influenced by something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're all operating at a bit of a disadvantage of memory. <laughs> yeah, um, that's natural, I guess. Yeah, so it's kind of realistic, actually. Yeah, yeah. Right, um, it's, it's, a, it's a year later. 
Is it? No, not a year. It's, no, a season. No, it's, it's only been, actually, it's only season. been about two or three weeks. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Um, what, so I think this is how I remember playing out. So you guys were trapped in a rainstorm, like you said. Blaine was the one who said, you know, I'm going to go check in with the farmhouse to see if the other folklore people had come back to the farmhouse. So he wandered off himself and he basically disappeared. He, he, you know, yeah. hours went by and you didn't hear from him. You went to the nearest farmhouse. You walked up to the door, you asked if he was there. And I can't remember if they confirmed that yes, he was, or they said, no, we don't, we don't know. They claimed he had not been there. He had not been there yet. And so and we then, wondered where he had gone. Right, and then that's when you decided to just leave because you were worried about leaving him out there, um, right. but there was nothing much you could do. You searched the area, it was pouring rain. So you decided to go back to the farmhouse. That's when the truck crashed right. from the bridge. Um, during the whole bridge sequence, when the town basically arrived to help pull the truck out of the river, Blaine was there. And he claims that he walked from the site. He just walked all the way back to the farmhouse. Okay. But he had claimed he was going to that other place for help. Right. Um, that was, the, that that was, was his initial... His story didn't quite match his mysterious extended absence. Right. Well, yeah. was there anything that we found at his place when we snuck into his place? I don't remember. All right. If I can't remember, then my character can't remember. The, the only other thing that happened, although I don't um, I, it wasn't at Cobb's Corner. Do you remember you, Tug, you found some notes or a diary in the bedroom? Was it Blaine's house back? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what I thought. Um, I remember Blaine's diary, something about that. Well, and, and I think when we played that, Jerry, you, we were, Tug was going to take the note. There was like a, a letter and there was something in a diary as well. And yeah. it was under under the bed, and then we were decided to leave it. And I think Jerry, you 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 took notes, um, but because I, I I was trying to get my head around some of this. Yeah, but I don't remember there being anything of it that seemed that significant or useful after the fact. Well, apart from, um, can I can I screen share something, Jeff? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Or if you want me to do it, I can do it. Um, I'll, I'll give it a try. Sure. <laughs> I'll give it a try. Anyway. Um, so when we all crash, I'll see you in five minutes. Okay. Let me see you fairly. Anyways, my point was, was that should we revisit that farm? And I seem to think that there was some reason to. But I think uh, there's a farm, definitely. Well, I, I certainly remember... If Finding the whole situation suspicious, whether or not those people in that farm were suspicious. Uh, well, there was that was one thing. There was one kind of lead that didn't really get us anywhere yeah. apart from it seemed significant. Yeah. And on the top left is an address at Cobb's Corner, where Blaine yeah. was writing to her. I think it was Blaine. Yeah. Yeah, Blaine, Blaine was writing to the mother, and she was telling him to bog off. You guys were something to do with. That's my that's what I remember. Yeah. So there is another address we can look at. Crashes. I, mean, yeah. I think the, the teacher was really suspicious. 
you know, yeah. last time. So I think we should definitely do the teacher. So we Can, have got another address. Can, uh, sorry, Danny, would you mind reading that out loud just to refresh everybody? Okay, so, I mean, this is going way back when we were running about um, right. around Miskatonic and that. So, yep. dear Mr. Blaine, um, I write this letter only to tell you why uh, you haven't received any response from your last three pestering letters um, to, sorry, my beloved husband, Jethro, who was a great and honest man, if ever there was, uh, is dead. Dr. Parry says it was an accident, but I think better of it. Is Dr. Parry, would he be one of the folklore? There was another folklore. Wasn't Dr. Yeah. Perry the doctor in the... Dr. Perry was the, the same uh, the same doctor who uh, was apparently involved in a burying a calf. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'll go on. I told Jethro not to get mixed up with you, that's Blaine, and that, that uh, Miss Divine and all of your... Something. Oh, so smart. Oh, so, oh, so smart. smart. Uh, college foolishness, but you um, and that woman got, so that must be um, Miss Divine she's talking about, right. got him to go against me now and he's dead. I hope you're happy and I hope you're rotten hell. I know he died because of the stories he was telling you. I don't know how, but I'm sure you had something to do with his untimely demise. Please, if you have any mercy in your damnable. something damnable heart, do not uh, write to me again. God forgive you because I cannot. Um, you've made me a widow beyond. So she's blaming, blaming Blaine for her husband's, or Blaine and Miss Divine for her husband's death. For somehow getting her husband mixed up in something that got mm. him killed. Well, if there is a local uh, conspiracy of silence surrounding uh, trafficking with these Migo, then, uh, well, perhaps they uh, enforce that well, you, conspiracy you, of silence with a lethal force. Don't, don't jump to those conclusions. There could be something else going on. It reminded me that the doctor also confided in us that, that children are dying at an unusual right. rate in the town from supposed accidents. So possibly is trying to deny. Possibly the doctor would be a safe bet, and this woman, if she's still in her right mind, literally, would be um, somebody that would be sympathetic. She would not be. She would be a hostile person to try to talk to because she obviously yeah want to talk about it. But we could try. Yeah, we could kind of say we're going to take them to justice. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got some things. What do you what do you all, what do you all make of make of the uh, disappearing children or dying children, well, uh, we or, or even the uh, the abducted girl? Uh, it hardly seems like the uh, it hardly seems like the uh, brain of uh, someone mentally retarded would be of great interest to uh, extraterrestrial researchers unless they well, wanted to exactly purposes. Maybe that's exactly why it was, would be interesting. It certainly makes well, sense they would want uh, juvenile brains. Well, we didn't find the mentally uh, challenged girl in the hands of the Migo. She was in that 
the basement with those torturing creatures. Um, uh, that's they were had her strapped up. That's right, and and so now this is that's right. This is now the second the second time we've uh, considered the influence of beings who are not the Migo. I mean, obviously, uh, these uh, fishmen were not the Migo. So what if? What if something has come through those portals and it's just malicious and it's been killing off children or whatever? The thing that I don't understand is why would the people be trying to cover it up? Why wouldn't they? Well, uh, remember the children's drawing, it seemed to suggest some kind of witch cult. That's practice. another thing. That's another perhaps, thing. They, uh, perhaps they venerate these things. Perhaps. Uh... Oh, come on. Who would who would sacrifice their own children to these sort of things? It just it doesn't make any sense. You don't need to be a folklorist for that, Tug. All you have to do is read the Bible. That's ridiculous. Uh, yes, I uh, very much agree. A human sacrifice is a, an abomination. Uh... I don't know. Well, we know at least some things that we need to investigate. A few minutes ago, I thought we were going to Cobb's Corner. We really didn't have any idea where to start, but we do have some things. Well, certainly you've uh, oh. reminded us of several ways that there are other creatures of interest. Uh, perhaps we can take specimens beyond the Migo. Um, outside the game, wasn't there a guy who took photographs of something flying overhead? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that is in this. The, the newsman. <laughs> yeah, the newsman. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> uh, yes, Tug, uh, although, uh, I mean, it's shaped, uh, looks more uh, draconic to me than insectile, but uh, it was a rather poor photograph. I'd like to see that photograph again, because now that we know about the flying bug creatures. Yes, I would, I would as well. Uh, I'm fairly sure it did not look like any kind of bug, back. and yet... It would it would certainly be worth uh, taking another look. Uh, ah, well, and considering that uh, now we've uh, uh, not only heard of, but encountered bug creatures, fish people, goat men, and small people. Well, yeah, small people. Uh, uh, demon demon basement dwellers and long legged uh, things in the woods. And then there, there was uh, there was that other thing. Am I? Am I like everybody do a D twenty sanity loss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're suddenly realizing all the stuff that <laughs> actually been through. Yeah. Holy smoke! All right. Um, let me. So that's all great. Um, that, that's. You know, it sounds like you got a couple leads or directions you can go in. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, at the same time, uh, is everybody clear on what your actual mission is, like from Ablar, right? Captain, bring them back yeah. alive or dead. Okay, so Prepare remember, for... you know, try not to get too sidetracked or too far off the rails because that's your main mission, so to speak. Well, I think that what what I was sort of looking at was how do we find a focus? Where can we find out where these Migos yep. are? And in terms of capturing one, Tug, I think your, your suggestion to go hunting certainly appeals to me personally. 
if that proves unsuccessful, or perhaps while we do these other investigations, well, we're already going to be targets and people of interest. Perhaps we can somehow make ourselves bait. Although I don't think uh, Mr. Abelard decided to uh, fund a decoy antenna, or at least I didn't notice one on the supply list. But either way, perhaps uh, our presence will attract hostile intent, and uh, yet they won't be expecting there to be a mercenary company in the woods. I we, hope. Uh, we walked in there as a bunch of college students doing research, and we were they were attracted to us, so... I think the wolf doesn't just be attracted to us again. What a good boy. Well, uh, so I, good boy, I, yeah. I certainly, <laughs> I certainly hope that applies to the school teacher. All right. Um, Is anybody, uh, I'm going to wait till Mick puts his headphones on. Jasper. This is actually to everybody, but I, I seem to remember you saying this or mentioning this, but so correct me if I'm wrong. As you guys are headed now back to Cobb's Corner, you know, you're, you're almost there. You're, you know, minutes away from arriving in the town. Um, is anybody like on edge about all of this, right? Yes. We'll see um, about the police. So, so maybe Jasper, like, what do you, what's your thinking or emotional state like are you like gung-ho let's go get them or are you apprehensive you know could you give me some insight no, I'm, I'm i'm sitting quietly at the back saying very little yeah okay and, and where no one can see i'm i'm sort of I'm, you know I'm, I'm patting the dog but with my other hand i've um i'm just stroking that stone knife in my pocket mm-hmm and uh, can't say I'm very happy about the idea of coming back here, no matter how many guns we've got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Danny, how about you? What's your? What, how are you feeling about this in general overall? Yeah, well, I was all ready to go hunting and get get the bodies, but my main fear, and which I think as we get closer, is the police, because. Even though we're well armed, and even though we've got a team backing us, how do you, how do you stop the police? You know, so that that's what's in his mind. That's what's in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yep. Jerry. Uh, Jerry's excited to be here, eager yeah. for the the hunting capturing part. I, I think increasingly disquieted by the juxtaposition of spells that work, rich guys with seemingly unlimited resources who are nevertheless kind of shifty about how they build them out, and extraterrestrials, but also demons. Uh, there's sort of a slight worldview conflict brewing in the back of Jerry's mind, but he focuses more on being enthusiastic about the hunt. Yeah. And Tug? Well, I'm, I'm thinking that our approach should be this, that we are, we, you know, you call us college students, but we are legally adults. Yeah. And at the moment we are working for Federated Oil and Chemical. And unless we break a law, the, uh, the cops can't do a jack shit to us. I mean, it's, we, at least, you know, yeah, I can see you doing that, but. 
I'm hoping that we can go in and do this without attracting any attention from the local police. It's probably impossible, but I'm just, I don't want to do anything to provoke them. Yeah. But if they, if they, if they harass us, then we'll just keep doing what we're doing and say, well, you going to arrest us for something. Mm-hmm. What's your, have, are you, are you apprehensive? Are you nervous? Are you gung-ho? Are you I'm, like excited? I'm, to... I'm, I'm, I'm really scared. But scared. at the same time, I feel it's, it's still that protection instinct. Like my friends are there. I think that there's something really terrible going on and I want to stop it. But I'm scared. Cool. Okay. Not of the mole people. They're cool. Yeah. But, Apart from they stabbed you, they did stab you, but that was obviously you know. Animals bite you. Animals stab. They, they don't mean nothing by it. <laughs> Misunderstanding. Hang on. Animals stab you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to take issue with that. I I don't think they do. <laughs> have you have you? What, seen what do you think, Rex? Have you seen the YouTube thing with the crab walking around with the knife in its hand? <laughs> All right, a zebra with a, a cleaver sellotape <laughs> to its hoof or something. <laughs> yeah, come on. All right. Okay. Yep. Um. So it's been a long couple days of travel. I mean, it was spaced out, so that's good. Excuse me, I got a cough again. Um. Uh, but eventually, uh, I'm, I think uh, I think I worked it out in my head that you're going to be arriving on a Saturday morning. Um, you are pulling across the bridge that you were originally on that had collapsed, and the first thing you obviously notice is that the bridge has been fixed, and it looks all you know brand new and reinforced and you know nice up to code, so to speak. Um, you continue on and you go through you're driving through the main street in town you catch a couple glimpses from the locals that are out walking shopping you know they're kind of you know it's just two cars you know not that too distinguishable but the fact that like you're coming in two cars together at the same time one behind the other it's like hmm, what's that about so you catch a few glimpses um one of which is you see sheriff uh spencer and he's on the sidewalk. He's just kind of leaning up against the wall, smoking a cigarette. And he catches, like, he sees each of you and does a, like, I see you. No real emotion, just that tough sort of sheriff look that he's got. Like, you're back. Don't give me any trouble, right? All of that implied in just a quick look or a glance. Um. You uh, go through the main heart of town. You start to come out of the main heart. You're you know, approaching the old farmhouse that you stayed at, which was called the McLaren Farmhouse. Um, and hold on, because what's you look in front of you as you're pulling up, and there are three large trucks parked in the driveway to the McLaren house. Each of the trucks on the side of the door has a big, 
uh, sticker or, or painting on it, it says federated oil, chemical and oil. Okay. So these must be the mercenaries and whatever else equipment they brought. I, I breathe a sigh of relief as I think they're all here and we're going to be okay. Okay. Um, you pull up, uh, cars park, everybody kind of gets out, stretches, long drive. Um, there's a bit of a buzz. Um, it's not, there, there's uh, quite a few people hustling and bustling about. You hear saws and hammers and think things are happening. Um, and then I'll leave it up to you as to what you guys would like to do next. Well, is there somebody who looks like they're an authority? Uh, real quick, I, I forgot to mention this. As you guys were just talking a minute ago, I just want to remind you that, you know, you have your other four NPCs with you. So, yeah. like, you know, feel free to, if you don't know what to do, or you can lean on them for advice, too. So I just want to throw that out there. Well, did we decide anywhere along the lines who's in charge of this operation? Was yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'll just I'll just say this: that Sam, who is your security chief, he's you know no nonsense. He's kind of a take charge kind of guy. Okay. Uh, Ex-military, so he's sort mm -hmm. of like anytime there's a lull, he's like, "All right, guys, let's okay. let's get going." Right. So, so it's like Dr. Matheson directing what we're supposed to do or not really. Everything is sort of like, there's no one necessarily in charge. You each have your own sort of individual specialties. Um, so it's assumed that everybody is sort of acting together as a group to achieve a single goal. Um, like an autonomous collective. <laughs> nice. All right. So we'll just start unpacking, I suppose. Okay. Yep. Uh, you see, you know, after a, a little while, you you managed to notice that one particular guy, uh, you know, the other workers seem to come come to him to get orders and directions. So we'll say there's one guy who's sort of in charge. Dibs on Blaine's room. Mm -hmm. The only room. <laughs> I'll sleep outside. <laughs> I don't think much of us can. I don't think many of us are going to get any sleep tonight. You're planning to stay awake all night? I don't think we'll have a choice. Oh, because it's so loud here? Well, hopefully Shall we get the nets up? Yeah, let's... Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I'll help yeah, you I think I'd, I'd feel better with the nets up, yes. Okay, so let me... Should have brought a bunch bag uh, cans of bug spray. Yeah, what about the what about the bleach? Bleach? Didn't we not determine that these uh, beans might be uh, vulnerable to it? What yeah, did it did it melt them or something? That's what I recall. Uh, surely. Uh, there's a, surely the uh, other team must have a supply if ours does not. How could uh, we have all come out here without uh, the one thing we know uh, that they're vulnerable to? 
I mean, although I assume everything's vulnerable to bullets, or at least they are so far, but I would feel better if we had uh, something uh, that they uh, have a weakness toward, realizing that it won't leave much of a specimen if we had to resort to that. Uh, I think that's okay. I'm not concerned. Um, let me share this with you. So I'm going to say, so you guys arrive, uh, you start, you know, unpacking the truck and everything. Um, people are moving around you, bustling about. Um, I'm going to say in like this first, like 15 minutes of you walking in and sort of just looking around, these are some of the things you notice about what's happening. So we've got the defensive site plans for the McLaren house. Uh, note, when digging underground storage bunker for gasoline barrels, ensure at least 50 yards distant from main building. Sitting of new electric lanterns denoted by that little symbol. A location of pit traps, alarm wires, bird nets, uh, bear traps, snares, cages, etc. to be directed by site supervisor. Apple stores will be transported. Uh, we have the barn access to the sugar maple forest, the outhouse, pre-existing newly dug outhouse. So we got a bigger outhouse. Uh, charming feature flower bed. <laughs> well, that's nice that they're planting some flowers. Uh, internal structure reinforced points marked with R. Okay, so they've reinforced the doors and window areas. It looks like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're on the ball. That's great. And the Maple Forest is where we, where the mole men live. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, they're uh, the site supervisor. Mm -hmm. Can we find out who that is? Sure. It's, uh, can you name Mr. Albert Hill? Albert. Hill. Danny. Do an idea roll. Success. Um, don't you think it would have been nice if Abelard told you to prepare for all of this? Well, I thought the mercenaries were going to be encamped elsewhere. Correct. Right. Right. There's no sign of what you would, I mean what does a mercenary look like? But these are all workers. Uh, they, you know. So we haven't seen anyone walking around with weapons? Right. And it's like a bunker. Uh, um, so you said also with us, Jeff, or Dr. Matheson, uh, yep. there's the scientist, the psychologist, and the electric guy, and, with, and the security guy? Mm-hmm. Okay, look at the security guy. Uh, Sam. Sorry? Sam. Sam. Uh, uh, Sam, did Mr. Abelard uh, inform you that uh, we would have extra personnel? No, he didn't. I'm a little bit... I wish he shared that with us. I mean, it's not necessarily bad news, but at the same time, I hope that we're working as a group, and I, I don't mean that within us, I mean as a company, as a group, that we're all... Well, uh, certainly, uh, certainly all these uh, 
enhancements to the property are improvements, but they certainly also attract a great deal of uh, attention. That's exactly um, my fear too. Uh, obviously, uh, no one was uh, interested in a decoy sat, but uh, well, <laughs> this sat alone maybe is a uh, sufficient can we uh, find attraction out who, of attention to begin with. Can we find out who authorized all of this? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, you, you, I'll say you can talk to Mr. Hill at any time. Oh, yeah, I'll go talk to Mr. Hill and just say, excuse me, uh, Mr. Hill. Uh, we were just kind of wondering, we were, we were uninformed, uh, who authorized all of this work? Uh, this is straight from Mr. Avalar. Hmm. So he's just making sure that we're safe. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, Mr. Hill, can we uh, ask, uh, aside from uh, improving and fortifying this property, what uh, the rest of your instructions from Mr. Abelard were? Uh, basically just, you know, just exactly that. You know, we came in early. Uh, we've been here for about a week now. Uh, we've, we've been reinforcing this house. I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing out here, but uh, it's it's quite a... It's quite a house now. Well, it certainly looks to be. Uh, what do the locals think? I mean, we, we go to the diner for food every now and then. So, we, you know, we just chit chat, but we didn't really. We're not no really one's been out here. No one's inquired. No, not really. Have you, uh, have you done any work on the roof? In what way, specifically? Reinforcing it. Yeah. There was a hole in the roof last time. The holes were fixed, yes. Uh, not so much reinforced necessarily. I mean, um, it, it was pretty good. You know, it's, it's a sturdy plywood sh uh, shingling up there. You uh, stir up many, uh, many wild animals in your improvements. There are all manner of varmints out here. Didn't, didn't notice one way or another. Uh, well, perhaps your racket scared them off. Have uh, have any of your people reported anything strange in the Not woods? Not to my knowledge, no. All right. How far out has anyone gone? I mean, we're 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 basically busy here, you know, nonstop. We've been. I don't know if you saw the improvements, but I mean, like for instance, one of the things you'll notice right away, uh, the windows. Remember the windows that you guys had to deal right. with, right? Um, they've all been replaced, so they're nice new glass and everything. But in addition to that, on the inside are shutters. So you can mm -hmm. like pull a wooden shutter closed and with like a, a piece of wood would come down and, you know, lock it in basically. That's uh, impressive. Have any, of, have any of your people, Mr. Hill, gone uh, further out than the old outhouse? No, no. Okay. Because there are things in the uh, woods you don't want to animals yeah okay i mean we're in some right big ones uh jeff um now you showed us the plan mm -hmm. we haven't seen the plan so am i able to observe the indications uh, that there are traps all around the place um, or do I'll I see them like, installing traps? Or? Yeah, I'll say that. You know, some of them are um, in the process of being built right now. Like okay. as, you, as you're standing there watching, you're seeing them digging a hole. Um, um, so the traps them, aren't very far along. Well, some of them uh, probably have already been built too. But they're, right, just, okay. 
they're capture traps. They're not like right. punchy sticks or anything like that. Um, that's a good question. Well, we don't want to accidentally trip and fall and land and want to get speared through the heart. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, just not Mr. Hill, but random guys digging holes. Uh, I'm going to ask one of them. Uh, well, that looks like a uh, significant hole. What are you fixing to trap out here? Give me one second. Let's see if I can clarify this. Maybe we should ask the guys to put some traps on the roof. Digging holes on the roof doesn't work. I'm joking. <laughs> you put punji sticks up there. Dana, if, we, if we're not able to do it ourselves, uh, I wouldn't mind having help, but uh, I think we ought to be uh, involved personally. And uh, for that matter, uh, well, for that matter, when Jeff is done looking at this one thing, I'm also going to ask Jeff... Uh, how many people in total we think we're seeing in this whole crew? Uh, well, there's approximately 10, 10 I'm okay. sorry, 20, 20 workers. Okay. Well, uh, Danny. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, Jeff, go ahead. Uh, so so this, this was my mistake. So um, I, I remember reading about the traps and all. So what happened was uh, after you guys all unpacked, Morrison gathered up a group of the workers, uh, Sam Morrison, the security chief. Right. And he has directed them to start building the traps and such. So yes, uh, he's, he's already like started the building. So you have, there's a list here. So I'll just read these off real quick. So you have some simple snares. You have some wicked looking bear traps. You have nets in the trees. Um, there are some that are designed to fall to the ground, you know, like a net. Right. Really, like you know, like. Um, there's some covered concealed pits. Uh, and then there's this, um, some pits that have cages in them. Right. Um, and then, of course, there's some trip wires uh, around the property uh, that are simply just hooked up to run into the house where, like, it's hooked up to an old tin can. Right. So no, nothing too elaborate or fancy. It's just a simple tripwire. So then, Jeff, I definitely don't ask any questions that would prompt any workers to ask any questions. That right. So mm -hmm. that seemed to not happen. But I listen to whether or not any of them are asking questions or talking amongst themselves or e expressing any undue interest in why cages and bear traps are being put around the farmhouse. And I also just want to keep a very close. Uh, recollection of what and where all the traps are. So yep. I'm really okay. studying this, if possible. Okay. Um, yeah, there's not really, you're not hearing any sort of chatter like that. Like they're basically, yeah. you know, they're being paid nicely, you know, assuming. Uh, and it was sort of like, you know, we're hiring a part of the reason for that nice paycheck is you don't need to know. Good. Uh, at some point, I'm going to go about 300 feet out into the Mole Man Woods. I can still see everything behind me. I'm, I'm not that far in there. But I am going to leave a gift of one sock on a, on a chair and sort of go, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> <laughs> and then just walk back. Nice. 
Who knows? <laughs> Should have left them some candy. <laughs> well, chicken. I think they liked chicken, but I didn't have any chicken. Maybe tonight. Or hamburger. They liked hamburger. So everything is, is proceeding. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, things are getting set up. The radio antenna has been installed on the roof. Uh, Danny, what did you mean by traps on the roof? Can you? Well, they attacked us on the roof, or, or at least partly on the roof last time. So um, I'm thinking we could have some, I was actually thinking bear traps because if anything landed on the roof, you know, not a pigeon, you know, but something heavy landed on the roof. It would be like, like a bear. Like a bear with wings. Um, so, or or the other thing I was thinking was alarm idea, which has already been... Alarm? A, alarm. <laughs> oh, alarm. <laughs> I'm <with the> zebra. <laughs> zebra and alarm. <laughs> it's well-established mythos history that bingos are afraid of llamas. Jasper, we're supposed to be from the same nation, but anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> I thought maybe you could, along the, 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 the peak of the roof, you could put little spikes like the things. Yeah, I'm thinking like even nails. nails. <laughs> yeah. they, well, you know, if they're like crabs, it might not affect them. But uh, oh, no, wait. Is there any way that we can uh, rig something to spring a net onto it if it lands on the roof? Talk to the mechanic, maybe he could. Yeah, I talked to Sam. I, I talked to Sam about the idea, of, you know, what he suggests, really. But really, looking at if anything lands on the roof, either we get there's some kind of warning, like the tin can idea, or maybe some kind of traps to make. Well, it another, there's another possibility. Uh, obviously, we can't, well, I shouldn't uh, dig holes on the roof, but uh, what about uh, what about weekend places? Can we, uh, can we uh, fix up parts of the roof to collapse and then put uh, traps underneath? Would, how, uh, would, would that be really effective if they can fly, though? Right. It depends on, it depends, it depends on how quickly they can uh, take off again. It depends on whether or not something's caught their legs. But, well, we don't know like anything. a bear trap, for example. Um, what I would think would be a good idea is to be able to flip a switch and have floodlights shine up towards the roof so that if there's something that would be fine. Night and we hit the light we can see what the hell it is it's a good idea maybe get a good shot at it jerry could sit in the roof with his hunting rifle and we switch the floodlights on he shoots them uh, well you know if we did have a way to trap the roof properly i'd be tempted to sleep over there We have to be kind of realistic in the game, though. <laughs> um, is it? Hey, uh, out out of game, Tom. I've I've never set uh, a trap of any kind in my life, oh, including yeah. a mouse trap. So, uh, so not the roofs theory, are probably however. the roofs are probably like this because of the snow. Oh, so right. There's not much chance. You can't. There's not room for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> different realism. Uh, well, I. Guess. Uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, been a while since I've been around many peak roofs uh, here in New Mexico. Um, so I say, would well, it not have a, a gambrelled roof? What's it maybe it matters at this point what kind of roof it is. Actually, more seriously, 
like this, right? Kind of like oh, uh, where it, it like a barn. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It depends on how heavy the snow falls. I just yeah, I just mentioned that because yeah. HP Lovecraft yeah. very fond of yeah. gambrel oh, yeah. roofs. Yeah. So and so what 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 kind of what are we dealing with with a roof, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I'm, I think Tom just hit on it. So Vermont, okay. uh, heavy snowfall at times. So it's designed, the roofs are designed so that snow does not build up and they easily fall off. Probably at at least 45 degrees. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the good news is they're doing all this work. We can go out and start hunting or go visiting people. So what I'll say this, uh, so you, uh, Sam's like, he likes the way you're thinking with the traps on the roof. He's just not sure the practicality of it. Like, you know, like as you're pointing things out, I mean, so he'll take one of the bear traps and he'll fasten it to the roof and it's just there. So might work, might not. Uh, Jeff, since um, we've uh, just established that uh, Jerry is a lot savvier about this sort of thing than I am, is there anything I can roll so that Jerry might have ideas or experience that would be relevant. I mean, Sam's a security guy. Maybe he is, and maybe he isn't actually much of a hunter or trapper. So is um, there something I can roll? I don't think so. I think you guys are really on top of everything. Okay. Sam um, Sam knows what we're up against, right? I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah. How about, how about in, instead of bear traps on the roof, because a bear trap could fall off the roof and land on your head and chop your head off. But what if we, what if we took some cables, some light cables, and made some simple snares and put them on the roof? If the crab thing lands on that, it's very likely he'll get hooked. And if he tries to fly away, he'll get snared. You know, I don't know. Just That sounds something good. Something to tangle him up if he tries to get away. Yeah. What about some coils of barbed wire? Yeah. Yeah, that would work too. That would. Hmm. But or a way of or a way of releasing over, a net. Maybe we're being overly. Uh, Perhaps if we planted a series of, of rose bushes on the roof. With, with, I just like the idea that the sheriff might show up to like greet you guys or something, and as he's approaching the house, he sees a big bear trap up on the roof, and then falls into a pit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the idea that the bear trap will fall off on top of the um, police. We so are we doing the bear trap on the roof or are we not doing the bear trap? Uh, does he reject all the other ideas for snares and other? I mean, maybe I mean, the bear trap sounds ridiculous. I don't know. It was just a thought. I mean, Je Jerry likes all of the above, actually. I mean, he's pretty convinced if we can spare the traps, just making the roof I mean, we don't want it to look like there's an arsenal up there because then they're useless and nothing will try to land. Uh, and if we're going to have a bear trap, it would certainly be better if it was not incredibly obvious. On the other hand, these things may not be used to bear traps, but but, but the idea of snares and you know uh, obscure nets and things that can get tangled in uh, are, would be pretty good, I, I think. Realistically, if the roof is like this, where do you put the bear trap? The only, the, thing, the only thing that can land is on the, on the yeah. peak. Could we get... Well, we, we don't know what these things' legs are like, right? Maybe it can land on the side just fine. And insects oh, would have a problem with that kind of service. 
Let's just forget the bear trap because it doesn't sound like it would work. It Maybe we just try, we yeah. try and run some cables like yeah. zigzag across, and they're they're hooked what, up. What to about um, electrical flexes with plugs on? Because it hurts like hell if you tread on one of those. Could, you, could you? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that, Judge? I said, what about some electrical flexes with um, plugs on them? What's a flex? You know, a flex. Well, the cable from an electrical oh apparatus with a plug on it. So just like a an extension cord up there that they yeah. might put on. Well, I mean, oh, I think I'm thinking. I'm thinking if they tread on it, because it really hurts if you tread on one of those. So, like an electrified roof, basically. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, Jasper, if uh, if there is a way to actually electrify the roof, uh, it has crossed my mind. But I no, no, not, not actually connected to anything. I mean, just the plugs themselves. I thought if we're but I know what you meant, Jasper. But what if there what if there was a way? We we have a generator now. What if there was a way to uh, electrify uh, some wires on the roof. Now, of course, the problem is if it's merely painful, uh, then it will just fly away and avoid the roof. We're not trying to deter them from the roof. We want to keep them on it. Right. Okay. I'm going I'm to call a timeout. I'm going to call a timeout. This is going way off into the weeds here. Bear traps on the roof, yes or no? No. Uh, nah. Okay. Uh, some sort of alarm system that's very easy to set up and simple to do. Yeah. Yeah. Tin cans, rocks. Yeah. yeah. Fishing um, light. Loads of it. All over some, the roof. Some sort of so we know when they're up there. electrification. I'm not quite sure what I was following that. So. I, I Are we capable? That wasn't what I meant. Okay. What did you mean? I'm sorry. I just meant that we could put the just the, the plugs themselves. Uh, looks for something that's got a plug on it. Can't see yeah, I, I think it's a matter of difference of terminology between. Yeah, and uh, I thought they uh, might work like caltrops because they hurt when you tread on them. <laughs> okay. uh, gotcha. Jerry votes against anything that just hurts and uh, and emphasizes that we're not trying to deter them. We're trying to ensnare them. And uh, pro if every pro repeats again, uh, even if we can't get a bear trap up there. Yeah, but we want them to come in on our terms. I mean, if they're on the roof, they're not going to be very easy to shoot at, are they? We'll have to shoot through the roof to get at them. Why don't we leave it up to Sam to put up some stuff and we can get on with stuff? Because I think I've kind of sidetracked it a bit. We're, we're we want them coming in. We want them coming in and, and negotiable, controllable points like the windows and doors, not being on the roof where we can't actually see them. So I'll just say this: that Sam agrees to some of these are good ideas, but the simplest of all is the alarm system. I mean, okay. uh, practicality. The snares are a good idea. But the same thing, like, you know, you have to root it to something, you have to attach it to something. So do we want to like, we can, can we do, so. Can we do the floodlights though? Oh yeah, that was a good idea right. too. So uh, some of uh, the lights that have been placed already around the house. Um, how tall how about, are the trees? Yeah, how about. We also need to get nets and snares and wires. You said we have wires. nets and trees. Yeah. Yep, that's all to take care of. Okay, not just nets though. We want single wires that could trip wires. Uh, yeah, he said that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's yep. make sure. Uh, there's a tree in the back left corner by the new outhouse, so we can say that uh, you set up a, a floodlight there to face onto the roof for the back. Yeah. Uh, for the front, there's not really. 
there's not really any trees nearby. Um, I'll just say that there's one that you can uh, place at the very corner, the front corner of the roof uh, that would just highlight the entire roof. Um, okay. And these, these are just all wired into the same, all the lights going around the building. Okay. So there's not, I mean, unless, did you want a separate switch for that particular or? Well, I don't know. We don't need to have it on all the time. I, I think we're overthinking uh, it all. It's probably better if we're, it's probably better if we are prepared to uh, keep most of the lights off. If we're trying to attract things, we want them to think they won't be seen. Then maybe we can trigger the lights. We've got all these guys working for us anyway, so they can sort out all of that. Yeah. Okay. Right. We've got um, flare guns as well, so if we need light, that's now, true. We've got those. Mm. Good. Uh, and so, not to Sam, but probably to Doctor Mathis. No, the site to the psychologist, right? Okay. Like, well, yes, we there. There are. Uh, there's plenty of assistance. Does it? Doesn't it strike you as strange that uh, Mr. Avalard didn't tell us to plan on having this uh, level of help? Yeah, he's he's under the same uh, frustration. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but the same. You know, it, it struck him as being odd too as to why you all, as a group, were not informed. Well, what do you make of it? I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm guessing it's just Mr. Avalard trying to take charge and get everything prepared before we got here. How long have you worked for him? I've been here approximately two years. Is this typical? Uh, no, this is not. I mean, this is the first like me go hunting trip <laughs> we've ever done. Chris. Oh, I see. What we just went through back at the place, maybe Mr. Abelard's become extremely concerned for our security and safety. Mm -hmm. Well, that would certainly be reasonable, and uh, it certainly was not typical. Well, well yeah, that explains it, Tug. Anyway, I am actually, uh, I'm quite glad to have all the help. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Danny, I think you're, you're right. Uh, you all seemed uh, eager to go and uh, go and do something. Uh, of course, now I'm in a hunting mood, but uh, perhaps... Uh, Considering all the uh, varmints have been scared away by the clamor, well, you feel like going into town? Uh, hold that thought because basically I'm going to count this whole um, elaborate, you know, setting up, helping, you, you know, you're helping the workers at times, you're advising. Yeah, and I definitely help. So all of that, I'm going to say, takes up the entire day. Um, the workers basically are like finished up. They're like, okay, you know, not sure what you're doing, but good luck. And they Damn. all skedaddle. Um, oh, good home. So now it's, it's late evening. Uh, you guys have already eaten. Um, it, the, it was brought up in your sit down meeting before as to possibly having watches throughout the night um, in probably shifts, you know, not everybody has to be awake. Um, so Sam's gonna, he's gonna be, you know, I'm too wired anyway, so I'm, I'll stay uh, up. I'm pretty Anybody wired know? myself and uh, I tend to keep late hours under more normal circumstances. Uh, I'd be, uh, I'd be inclined to take uh, night watches until I'm tired, if that would suit you. Sure, yeah, perfect. One, one question though for the gym. 
Did we get to meet any of the mercenaries at all? You have not met any of them yet. We haven't even seen them. Haven't even seen them. Uh, do we remember? Uh, just how far away were they supposed to be again? Uh, within a five-minute drive, so whatever that equates to. So if we fired off a flare gun, that's probably what we have the flares for. All right. All right. Well, that's the main reason for the radio. The radio is specifically designed so you can have contact yeah. with them. Okay. All right. Well, we've uh, discussed amongst ourselves uh, a number of uh, plans of investigation, but uh, how are you uh, planning to spend your days, uh, doctors, uh, prior to uh, our acquisition of a specimen, that is? Um, yes, that's a good question. So Sam is going to, like you, he's thinking, I'm going to go out and start looking right away. Um, so he's going to do some sort of, you know, Explore the woods, check out the surrounding area. You're areas. not planning to go off by yourself, are you? I mean, he, he's leaving it. Anybody who wants to join him can. Well, if you're planning to go out there, I'll certainly go with you. Okay. Um, the scientist, Dr. Matheson, is, she wants to do sciencey things. She's brought up her own little portable lab, so to speak. Um, what, are, what are you planning to run tests on? Well, if we find one of these things. Uh, how, how long will it take you to set up your lab? Um, I'll say that she set up that lab like during the day, okay. the whole process. So I say, well, you, yeah. your, your lab is set, Doctor. You just uh, planning to uh, relax here? Do you have uh, do you have research notes you need to review? Uh, are you going to uh, investigate uh, anything in town or with us? Uh, you must have made some plans. No, I, I'm planning on just staying here and doing researchy type stuff. How this is happening, Danny's nudging Jasper and say, look, he's at it. He's chatting up the doctor already. We're not even here one day, man. Um, I'm going to roll my eyes. And I'm, I'm uh, maybe into I wouldn't worry. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that, Danny. We, uh, we all know what uh, overlong, uh, how hazardous overlong conversations with the doctor could be. Uh, but uh, and uh, ignoring that, uh, looking at the other doctor, the psychologist is a doctor too, right, Jeff? Yeah, doctor, I think so. psychology. Fair enough. Uh, what about you, doctor? Uh, he he kind of like shrugs his shoulders, like I'm here to do whatever. You know, if you need me to talk, I'm here to help. If you need me to shoot and, a gun, uh, I'll shoot a gun. You know, he's oh, what uh, just uh, how uh. How versed are you in a child psychology, Doctor? Uh, it's not my specialty. Hmm. There were some peculiarities in uh, some of the children's drawings in the schoolhouse, and, well, I saw only uh, the folklore it reminded me of, but your insights might be of interest. Uh, perhaps if we uh, recover anything from the town or encounter anyone who might be worth your joining us to interview, we could... Uh, we could let you know. Um, that would be of interest to me, yeah. What, what is your specialty? Crazy people. I uh, see. I don't know, I'm just... It, it's, it's but not that's, that would seem unsurprising. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I think we can... Uh, well, I wish it were the case that the people here were merely insane. 
I'm inclined to think otherwise, but that does give me an uh, idea. Um, certainly, uh, at least uh, one of the folks we talked to uh, on our last visit was uh, reputed to be a bit mad. Do you think, uh, do you think if you talked to someone at some length, you'd be uh, confident that you could tell whether there were, uh, had been driven insane by psychological causes or whether they had indeed uh, encountered something uncanny or otherworldly? He's struggling with that question. I He's trying to think about it. I'm not sure. It's not, there's not, there's not a magic bullet. I can't just tell by looking at someone what they've been through. Um, you know, it's going to take time and talking and listening to their stories and what's upsetting them. And I mean, they're, they're, might be clear indications within some cases and in other cases it's are you any good at telling when people are lying i mean i can maybe have a little bit better average than the average joe but well maybe you'd like to come into town with us when we go uh you'll certainly be an extra pair of uh, eyes and well i was about to say an extra brain but perhaps that's uh not the best choice of words under the circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to know sleeping arrangements. You, I don't know if you remember from the map, you have the great room downstairs. There's the one small bedroom parlor that Blaine used to sleep in. There's the kitchen. Um, uh, do, do we have any, uh, out, any outside tent type of stuff? If we wanted, if you to wanted it, if you wanted to bring it, I'm okay with that. I'd like um, to sleep outside. That's crazy, Jerry. All um, these traps. Yeah, and we've got uh, all this reinforcement to protect us. But are we... oh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was mainly uh, as much to uh, entrap them as protect us. Uh, are you really confident that you'll be able to hear and sense whatever's going on from inside? I don't know. I'm confident that something can't swoop out of the sky and grab me and fly off with me uh, without anybody ever knowing it. <laughs> Well, I suppose I wouldn't want to be the only one. So if no one, uh, no one wants to join me in the uh, great outdoors, uh, well, I'm, I suppose I'm going uh, to sleep in my favorite spot next to the fireplace. Well, then I suppose I'll sleep in my uh, favorite spot next to the kitchen. It uh, felt safe enough last time, although at least uh, this time I won't need to resort to a uh, cutlery. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, yeah, I'll sleep in the same exact place. And uh, say, come to think of it, uh, uh, well, I do recall our, our all having some interest in dreams. Perhaps uh, sleeping in the same places has something to recommend it. I'll say that everybody comes to the consensus that since Dr. Matheson is the only female here, she gets one of the bedrooms. Does anybody want the upstairs bedroom? No. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to go um, down by the fire as well. I think that seems like a sensible place to be. Okay. This brings back old horrifying memories. <laughs> I, think, I think we should all just... My dog and one of the rifles. We should just all sleep by the fire. Yeah. Okay. 
and um, follow. Uh, you young teenagers. So Sam's going to take the bedroom parlor that Blaine took. Uh, uh-huh. he, wants, he wants his own room. And we'll say that uh, Dr. Drake takes the other upstairs bedroom. Okay. Um, Doctors, you're both professionals. Uh, are you are you quite sure that uh, anyone on this expedition should be in a room by themselves? It does seem unlikely anything can get into the house without our knowing, and yet it would certainly uh, unsettle me. And I was the one who was uh, half willing to sleep outside, but not by myself. Are you sure you don't want to consider sharing a room, despite uh, it's a lack of customary propriety? Is that again? Would you all go to well, sleep? The, I'm trying. The only to thing I'm at, Danny, is uh, <laughs> hoping that. Uh, Hoping that as many of us return alive and uh, sane as possible. I, I'm, I'm trying to shut up, everybody. Go to sleep, <laughs> goddammit. Um, sorry, Tug. Tug, I have one more bookkeeping thing I need to get off. Uh, I need to get figured out. You've got this whole stash of weapons and such. Mm-hmm. I would like to know are you individually claiming all the items now? Or are you going to create some sort of, you know, do you want to store them all in the bedroom parlor and then just grab them when you need them? How do you want to handle that? I, uh, I have my knife under my pillow and I have my gun within reach. And we, stored wherever. Uh, we each have a pistol. Um, yeah, so, so, what are, so I'm not asking about your, your personal stuff. Okay. I'm asking like there's oh, 24 the, grenades. So the Colt, okay. Um, I'm just gonna do okay. that. Like um, where are you putting? Where are you putting the grenades? Yeah. Well, okay. So as a general <laughs> semi-out of character suggestion, can we have a? There's enough stuff that we can have some things in each room where it's within reach, right? Why we can we set just, things up so we can reach stuff. Why don't we just store it all in the corner over there? Uh, because the corner is only in reach if you're next to the corner. But we're all in here. Right. Well, unless you want to sleep in a pile in the corner. Well, unless you want to run around the house looking for the stuff that you need when you... No, I want to memorize where it is. Yeah. There's six rifles. There's 24 grenades. We don't need them in a pile in the corner. Just just put it in. (laughs) So... In the in the interest of expediting the argument, Jerry's position is that we should count count the stuff and know what's where, and have, you know, a couple of rifles. What are twenty four grenades? So six grenades, and there's six rifles. So this is a pretty easy arrangement, right? A rifle and six grenades at easily accessible locations uh, around the house. But if he's overruled, he's not going to spend too so much a time. Bit of, about a it. little bit of stuff in every room. But Something like that. But if we're all asleep in here when the things arrive, that means we've all got to split up and start going into the other rooms to get weapons. I've I've got my gun and my knife. That's all I need. Well, Jasper, I'm assuming that anything you want to hand, you're going to sleep next to. I thought that went without saying. I was talking about the extra weapons. Time out. All right, I'm going to put it in the... Jerry's made his thoughts very clear. Tug, do you agree or disagree? I you don't really spread care. things out. Should be with the security officer or whatever. Okay, so you disagree. I think they should be in a central location. Okay, Danny, do you d- agree or disagree? Central or spread out? 
I think if we're in the ground floor, maybe two places, but you know, nearby. I'm okay. I'm not I'm not overly worried. Okay. As long as they're close. And then Jasper, do you have a um I think we should stick them in the corner. Okay. So Jerry, I'm gonna say you've been overruled. Uh, Jerry stops talking to people, uh, picks up a uh, Lee Enfield, makes sure he has a pistol, and uh, takes uh, his own grenade for good measure, and uh, goes on watch, or okay. continues being on watch. Okay. And, uh, uh, it's, it's a sort of mobile sulk. Uh, <laughs> yep, gotcha. <laughs> All right. We knew you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... The night comes, everybody's getting settled in. Um, unless there's anything you guys want to do specifically, I'm going to fast forward it to the morning. Nothing happens. Uh, when I go to sleep, I want to try to have uh, weird dreams. Meditate, try to dream consciously, try to remember the weird dreams that may or may not happen. Okay. I don't think I can get into Jerry's head, to, to but... I know what you're asking, but right. no, not, nothing. You're else. saying I don't need to make a power check; it just doesn't happen. Right, yeah. exactly. Um. Okay. Um, so when I get up in the morning to go take a pee, mm -hmm. at the outhouse, I'm going to check and see if my sock is there in the woods. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think as a GM. You've basically booby-trapped the entire yard and house. Um, okay. I'll just say, you know, you just went through it all yesterday. It's all fresh in your mind. But just be aware of that as you continue this. Like, right. You've, you've got a minefield out there. It's not something you want to just say, you know, start randomly walking around and you, you got wires to step over. You got tracks that you're trying not to trigger. Like, right. I, I understand, but we have to be able to function here, obviously. Yes. So right. Right. We kind of know. Yep. Okay. So, yep. You go out there. Sadly, your shock is still there. Uh, it's wet with the morning dew. Oh well. I'll just leave it there and come back. <laughs> go back in the house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Sam's up early. He's making breakfast for everybody. I'll go help him because I'm also up early. Okay. Um, he lets you know that right after breakfast, he, his intent is he's going to just go around and double check all the traps, make sure nothing, excuse me, nothing went off by accident overnight. Everything's secure. I probably chat with him about the mole men, but that's, I tell him that shouldn't hurt them, shouldn't try to catch them, just leave them alone. But whatever. That's okay. Yeah, no, perfect. Just friendly conversation. Sure. Um, uh, Dr. Morse. Who's Morse? Matheson. Okay, typo. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Matheson and Dr. Drake, they let you know that they plan to take a hike into the nearby woods, uh, basically just looking for signs of the Miko. Okay. Well, I also then talked to them about the... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. The Mole Men. Um, Are you uh, 
So that conflicts. Are, are, are you decent shots, doctors? No shooting them all, men. I think, should we not go with them? Uh, I think at least some of us should, unless uh, they're very confident in their aim. Maybe I'll go with them. I want to see if they find the mole man. Okay. Dr. Drake has zero skills in combat. Oh, no, here it is. Uh, he's not he's not someone you want to count on. Let's just say that. And Dr. Matheson is... Eh, she at least has a revolver. She's not very good with it. Well, if you're keen to see the woods, uh, I'd be glad to join you. Okay. Uh, uh, after such a fortifying breakfast, uh, I have to say I'm eager to uh, do something, go somewhere and see something, hopefully. Mm -hmm. You know what? Uh, sorry, Danny, you were just about to say something? I was just saying, uh, just should we all just go with them? Seeing as they're having a look, first look. Okay. Well, thank you, Danny. That sounds good. Uh, Danny, you said something in the chat that I, I wanted to come back to. Did hmm. you did you want to do that, to have some sort of radio check communication? Yeah. Um, team 1 to Team 2, which are 10-20, rubbered up. Yeah. You should 10 find out about the mercenaries. Yeah, you get, you get a, a reply. Um, this is Rubber Duck 2. Over. We are situated and ready and on standby. This is Smokey and the Bandit. It's good to hear from you. It's not a CB radio. <laughs> um, so I, I think Danny's quite chuffed that they're there. We know they're there now. Yeah. And um, so I'll, I'll let all the guys know if they didn't hear, you know. Um, the guys are out there, so we've got backup. Yep. Um, great. So the only other person I wanted to mention was Larry lets you know that he plans on staying at the house today, uh, during the trip here. He thought that the car, uh, sorry, the truck sound, there was something off about the engine noise. So he's going to be uh, taking a look at that to make sure it's in proper running order. Um, yeah, Larry, the grenades are over on the cupboard there, if you need any. Okay, good to know. Sam, are you waiting with Larry, or are you uh, joining us in the woods? Um, Sam is planning to go into the woods with you all. Um, he asks if anyone would like to join him as he checks the traps. I'll join you. Um, so just after breakfast and clean up everything, uh, Sam gathers his gear, uh, and he starts heading out, checking the traps. It's kind of a tedious, you know, there's a lot of them okay. to check. I just kept, I keep the rifle. Yep. For this. And in fact, I think I'm just going to keep it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and at some point you approach one of the bear traps and it's been triggered. 
there mm. is a there is a uh, mole man. Oh, <laughs> so you said that my next thought was, "Where's Rex?" It's right there. Uh, he's he's with me in the house. Don't tease Tug and Jasper that way. Uh, the trap has been triggered, and as you inspect it, there's like a greenish goo. Well, it looks like Doctor Matheson won't be uh, spending a day uh, merely contemplating her research after all. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, let's not touch it. Um, uh, uh, do you, uh, Sam? Do you want to go back and uh, bring her out here along with her collection kit? Sure. I'll, yeah. uh, keep, I'll keep. I'll, I'll keep. I won't go far, and uh, I'll keep a watch. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'll, I, I want to. I don't know. I just want to take a closer look. So while I take a closer look, Jeff, um, is there anything else that can be observed about the way it was triggered? Uh, other tracks, disturbances in the uh, in the ground, other nearby disturbances. But truly, I don't want to go far, and I don't want to be so absorbed in inspections that uh, monsters can sneak up on me. But mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, could you do a spot hidden? Yes. Uh, I, in fact, could uh, get a uh, hard success on a spot hidden. Okay. Um, unfortunately, though, you're, you do your due diligence, but you don't necessarily see anything that stands out. Okay. Then I just uh, wait for those guys to get back then. Sure. So Dr. Matheson returns and she um, is excited. You know, this is like, this is why she's here too. You know, she wants, this gets her something to do as well. Uh, so she starts collecting the samples. So uh, the other one, did it have green goo? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that its blood? I believe it is. Um, Yeah, I believe I believe that is. Well, she hesitates. I mean, it's to say that they have blood might necessarily not be the correct phrasing of that, but uh, it seems as though whatever they, whenever they, what's the right word? Whenever they, well, the one that they had in custody, the one that died, it. it very quickly turned to goo. So th this seems... So it's what they're made of. Sort of. They're not... I don't think they are goo when they are living. It's almost like a... Is it like a waste product or some kind of byproduct? Uh, like, like a they, snail? It's almost like a D... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Composition. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, is it uh, is it a hazardous to uh, touch? I'm watching the way she's collecting it, Jeff, because what I'm, I'm thinking ahead about when we shoot one and we get green goo on us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do we have to worry about? So I'm asking her, you know, does it pose any risks? Uh, is it infectious? Uh, I'm watching how she collects the sample. She has gloves on. Um, she answers you in that 
I don't think we have any clear evidence that it is bad for you. Like, like it's not like acid. It's, if you splash on your skin, it's not going to eat your skin away. I've detected no acidity in that sense. As far as like, could there be some sort of infectious or side effect? Or, that's kind of unknown at this point. Have you looked at it under a microscope already? Yes. Yeah. Do they have cells? Uh, do mushrooms have cells? Yeah, but you would definitely know the difference. Yeah. She will say yes, although they don't behave like normal cells. Since you said it's a it's fungus like in the night. I mean, that doesn't. I mean, I'm I'm asking for me. Everything living has cells, right? Right, but this uh, thing's yeah. from another planet, so we don't. Yeah, know. That's why Jerry asked. Yeah. Yeah. And um, is it a? Have you have you inspected its chemical composition much? That's what the research that I've been trying to do and trying to figure out. Do you do you think the carbon based? I don't think so. I think there's more to it. Uncanny. Extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. She's excited to actually talk science with you. Um, well, uh, I'm excited to use all 25% of my biology to do the best I can to <laughs> seem uh, like I'm able to follow her, but I'm interested enough that I'm not like trying to be pretentious. I really just want to understand whatever I can understand, both out of fascinated curiosity and because I'm realizing this could be relevant to our survival. Mm -hmm. If, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, so in her enthusiasm to share her research, do I learn anything else that I can comprehend and retain? Unfortunately, the best you get out of that whole discussion is don't eat it. <laughs> well, hey, that's uh, good to know uh, these uh, on the kind of mushrooms to put in a salad anyway, then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. OK, anybody uh, else? Doctor, has anyone accidentally ingested not that I know of. Have you uh, have you fed it to any uh, any animals? No. Huh. Are you planning to? Well, now that you mention it, it's probably not a bad idea. I'm just not sure. I'm ready for the ethics of that, but I, it's something that I will consider and think about. Jerry restrains himself from saying anything about the anything about the ethics of uh, torture and starvation, and uh, <laughs> tries to be nice to the doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, Nobody cares about mice <laughs> in nineteen twenty, <laughs> or monkeys, or or rabbits, or mm -hmm. cats, dogs. You feed them uh, well, cats and dogs. They don't use them lab right. much, but no. small children. Yeah, some so, so sufficiently different human beings. Please, uh, this isn't the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else want to do anything specific or we'll move on? I'm ready to go. I've brought a couple of extra socks <laughs> as an offering if I encounter a moment. Okay. So uh, how many of y'all are carrying grenades? 
Yeah. I think uh, I think if anyone's carrying any, we should know about it. Uh, I have one. Uh, I was thinking of leaving it behind. Uh, does anybody know? I didn't think to look this up beforehand. Grenades, it's just a timing thing, right? You pull the pin, you throw it, and in a certain amount of seconds, it goes off. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. General idea. Well, I don't think we'll need this out in the woods today. Uh, I leave it uh, with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but I have uh, the Lee Enfield, the pistol, okay. and uh, what else is on the list here? Uh, we only have three pairs of binoculars. Well, I guess I take a pair of binoculars. Uh, uh, and ha probably hand one to Danny. I know he likes binoculars. Uh, yep. That's good, yeah. And, uh, I'll take All right, so... Danny, are you uh, taking the radio out with us? Is it mobile, the radio? That was kind of my question, out of character, also. No, unfortunately not. Ah, okay. It's it's hooked up to the generator. No, I'll have a flare gun with, with us, All even right. though it's daytime, and I'll have my pistol. Apart from that, I'm looking forward to having a look and see if we can find anything. Yeah, the flare gun's a good idea, in case we need help. And uh, make sure Larry knows where the submachine guns are, since he's going to be here by himself. Yep, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so sorry. So just to clarify that. So now that she has something to research, she will be there. Oh, that's right. She is here. So, yeah. okay. So we well, then I guess uh, there's one submachine gun for each of them in the event of a really serious NPC emergency. Okay. Sorry, uh, Jasper, I interrupted you. Yeah. I, said, um, I, I think that uh, Rex could probably do with um, relieving himself as well. By this mm. uh, wait, Jasper, wait. Um, do you think it's worth uh, letting uh, Rex take a sniff of the the green stuff? Whatever it is, yeah. Maybe he'll react if he smells it out out there. Well, it's it's worth a go. Mind, Doctor? Can Rex go pee first? <laughs> Yeah, we we can find the um, the scent of it out there on the on the around the bear trap. Yeah, and I'd, I'd uh, rather not. So I'd rather keep him close to me until we get past the trap line. Well, if he can get enough scent off it, it's probably better than exposing him directly to uh, whatever that is. In fact, uh, maybe if he does pick up the scent from the trap, uh, he can, we can follow it. The thing may have left a trail. Well, that would be a fine way to get us started. Jasper, are you letting him smell the goo? Um, if he looks like he wants to smell it, then I'll let him smell it. I'm not going to force him to smell it. Smells like chicken. He does approach the trap and starts sniffing. Uh, kind of loses interest right away, but then starts sniffing around the trap area. Um, 
I'll let you decide because I'm not sure what stats you have for him. So either like a tracking role or like we discussed your animal handling role, something to, you know, does he pick up the scent basically? Okay, I'll make a tracking role on that. And he has got, well, I'm assuming that's 40, 40 and zero and not 400. Which is what my, my first instinct was going, oh, I've rolled 400. <laughs> um, and his track is 60, so he's got 40 out of 60. Nice. Um, he starts tugging on his leash to in a certain direction. Uh, away from the house. Okay. Um, I, th I think he's got a, I think he's got a scent here. Okay, let's follow. I'm I'm going to let him uh, lead me off. Still on, still on quite a short leash because I'm. Not, I know we're we're past most of the traps, but. We'll be right behind you, Jasper. Just, just want to be careful. And Jeff, yeah. since I paid such close attention to where all the traps were, um, I try to watch out to be sure Rex doesn't like going a trap. Okay. Um. And and the Jasper doesn't go on a trap for that matter. Yeah, or Tug, or Danny. Well, I do. I know they're in the front. The point is, I'm right behind them, yeah. so I can't watch for the. I can't watch for the other guys. Okay. Uh, so, so Rex starts to pull you in a certain direction, and he sort of, you know, he heads off one way, and then he stops and he kind of returns. So it does seem like he's picked up a trail. Um, after about maybe fifty feet or so. The it's like a lightly wooded area, and he kind of like gets confused now, and he's sort of he's pulling one way, pulling the other, and he's not he's, he's if, lost the scent. If once we've passed the traps, I want to uh, watch very closely around the trail he's following. Maybe there are other clues or other signs of something having disturbed an area, or left some goo or a wing behind, you know, something. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I'm not going to make you roll. You don't notice anything. Okay. Can we um, take a compass bearing from from where we are, so we know where we are in in relation to the house? Yeah, that's reasonable. I think. And, and how far do we think we are from the house? Um, I'll say maybe three hundred yards. Well, so we've got a rough idea that whatever it was fled after it was in the trap and went in this direction. Perhaps now, this it, is where it took to the air. Uh, do an idea roll, Jasper. Not sure if this was me not explaining it clearly or I don't want to see. This is uh, 40, that's a pass, yes, 45 out of 70. So I just want to... So there was no signs of any goo. So perhaps you're following the trail that it came but, in on right. versus the trail that it right. came hmm. Or where so it landed. It would flee the same way it came to wherever it came from. <laughs> hmm. That's reasonable. So that, that bearing might give us, assuming that it's going to just fly it straight from where it was injured to back where it came from. Um, mm. Aaron might give us a direction. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. 
a rough a rough bearing yeah to the direction in which their lair might be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how close Jeff, where is the what's this uh, direction in relation to where the uh horror cabin was um it is not the same I don't have a map, so I can't show you. But it, isn't, but it doesn't stand out as related. Correct. We're not heading towards the stump. Right, correct. Okay. Oh, we're not anywhere near where I left the sock. Well, uh, no, not we, necessarily. We passed that area? Yeah, I'm, I'll say you passed it. How far are we from uh, the uh, place where the portal was? I'll say that's another, I don't know, 20 minute walk to the left. Okay. Again, I don't have a map, so I'm just trying. So to... nothing stands out to us as special about this location, in relation to anything else. Right. Correct. Okay. Looking very closely at the location, does anything stand out about it? I mean, I guess I already couldn't roll spot hidden on the trail, but can we search this area in particular? Uh, yeah, there's nothing. Well, do a spot hidden. See how lucky you are. I know I'm. I know exactly how, that I am 35% lucky. Uh, okay. uh, but not lucky enough for this. Okay. So, nothing. nothing jumps out at you. Um, you had talked about visiting the uh, rock where the gate yeah. is. Uh, I think I'll just wrap this episode up with that, where you get to that location, you start looking around. Um, could everybody do a spot hidden? Ooh, That's 12. better. Is it, uh, sorry, is it th- that rock? Yes. Yeah. Right. That's an extreme success this time. Pass. Are you um, not investigating, Jasper? I well I've um I've I've actually got uh, an extreme success but I'm going to make um a power roll which I've also passed so I'm going to say that yes I am I am searching around I'm I'm keeping my my cool okay nice I'm forcing myself to look around Mm-hmm. So what's what's the opposite of a cliffhanger? Because we're going to end it here, where a big reveal. <laughs> there's we'll get the reveal next week. Nothing unusual seen or found near the rock. Oh, uh, that opposite of a cliffhanger. <laughs> I I think oh. it has a word for it, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> so that's where we're going to stop. <laughs> that would be the right. All right. So I think we'll end it there. Uh, anybody want to do anything real quick or I think we get the uh, uh, kind of rug out and we have some sandwiches and a picnic I'm not picnicking there alright our players included Mick Swan, George Sieg, Ken Trench and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the keeper of the secrets we're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. 
The costs involved with our show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. We have a new patron, Marcus Leonard, who has pledged $5 a month to our show. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks. If you'd also like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.